ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, April 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling us at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. And that gets you on the White Claw phone lines. White Claw, hard seltzer, it's made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from C.J. Harvey. We're getting closer to boys' sectional action, also girls' action underway. The state tournament in West Virginia will be quickly upon us, so looking forward to talking to C.J. about that. We'll get your phone calls in. Uh, we'll get you updated on what's happening across the board with that schedule. And, of course, we got a busy day for the Thundering Herd because today's the day. Marshall back in action in baseball and Morgantown taking on the Mountaineers. And that is coming up tonight. 6.30 is going to be first pitch there. It's going to be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. West Virginia does lead the all-time series 48-25. to But when these two teams met on March 23rd of this very year, just not that long ago, actually. The Herd defeated the Mountaineers 7-1 to here in Huntington. So I'm sure the Mountaineers will be looking for a little payback, try to get some retribution, and to see how far they've improved the Thundering Herd. I think if they can get this win, that'll be good for them. Marshall could use a win right now. And you would hope that a win against West Virginia would help bounce them back into the uh, final stretches of the conference schedule. So that's coming up tonight. Again, going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Marshall sitting at 4-19. Yeah, I hate saying it, but it's 4-19 for the Herd. Uh, they are 0-12 in Conference USA. The Mountaineers are 12-14. and They're 4-5 in the Big 12. So that's what's happening. Uh, we got basketball news to tell you about. Uh, the news comes out today. I know a lot of you are excited. Best Virginia and Heard That are going to be co-hosting. They're going to be featured in the 16-team regional that's going to take place with the basketball tournament. It's going to be at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center July 17th through the 21st. That's happening. So you're going to get to see John Elmore. You're going to get to see the basketball tournament legend Ott Elmore. Is he going to be slinging the arrows again? Is he going to be pulling the bow back and slinging the arrows for all of basketball fandom to see? I wonder how this is going to play out this year. Last year when we had this tournament, we were dying for content. We were dying for sports. And the basketball tournament, one of the first to come back, basically said, look, we're going to lock everyone down. We will play basketball and here are the rules. If your team tests positive, one person on your team tests positive for COVID-19, your whole team's out. And, of course, we were scheduled to have a matchup between Best Virginia and Heard That. I think that would have been a fun matchup. And, unfortunately, it did not happen. But Heard That was able to prevail, go a bit in the tournament. And that was fantastic for not only Heard that. That means they get to come back because uh, they're a team that's shown some success. That means also that Charleston, which originally was going to host last tournament, didn't have a chance to do so since they bubbled the tournament, bubbled up in Columbus. I thought that was uh, well done. It showed everyone how you can do this. And 
the protocols they went through. So I'm excited to see this again. This is going to be an opportunity for some fans to actually be a part of this. You'll get to see Best Virginia. You get to see her that. I hope they, as organizers of the tournament, I don't necessarily want them to put Best Virginia and Marshall head up in the first game. I don't know if I necessarily want that. Since you're in Charleston, maybe you put them, I don't know if you put them in opposite brackets or you put them in where maybe they'll feature heard that in one side, Best Virginia the other side, or maybe put them in a quadrant where they might meet in a second or third round. Possibility there of being able to uh, milk this because you you don't want to see half of your draw in Charleston get eliminated. Because whatever happens, if Best Virginia beats Heard That, then you lose all of that fandom. And if Heard That beats Best Virginia, you lose all of that fandom. And, of course, both these teams could be eliminated in the first day. We don't know. But I'm hoping that both prevail and go pretty far. It would be fun if they met in a championship game. In Charleston, you know, the final game in Charleston, it would be both of those teams. That would be fun. And Ott Elmore was feeling it last year. Slinging the arrows. Social media sensation. I I don't know if it was because Ott doesn't necessarily look like your typical basketball player. Is that fair to say? That he doesn't look like your typical basketball player. I'm not saying he's got a dad bod. I'm not saying that. Nick Verzellini, our show producer, extraordinaire this afternoon. Uh, I'm not saying he's got a dad bod. Would you agree that maybe he just doesn't look like the typical basketball player out there? He doesn't look like LeBron James, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the joke, I think, last year, not necessarily joke, but he's like your average guy out there going against Joe Johnson, you know, the YMCA superstar versus Joe Johnson. You look good against him. He's on Elmore. You're looking at like, hey, there's, oh, hey, everyone's talking about Joe Johnson, and then here's Ott Elmore. It's like, what's this guy doing? You know, when Ott would start draining them from way downtown, start slinging the arrows. I mean, I think that's what made him a sensation. He just he was feeling it. He was having a good time. He was having fun with the moment. And I think we, as a basketball starved populace at the time we're like bring this on we want more of it so can he replicate that though I mean was he a flash in the pan is he an oddity or is this going to be maybe revenge of Ott Elmore coming up we don't know it's a possibility for all of us to find out so uh, that's coming up I know you're excited Nick we're going to try to get Ott on this week or if not this week next week Uh, maybe we'll get him we'll get uh, maybe John Elmore as well the lesser of the two Elmores which one has more popularity right now, John or Ott? Probably Ott, right? Ott, I think so. Ott's the the better known of the Elmores. He has the. Uh, he has I mean, the, John did have a pretty historic tournament performance. I think a lot of people remember. So, but I, Ott did too. He are, had. The, are you sure? Are you sure? Like I mean, five fouls in the technical in like three minutes. So, I don't remember what John did in the tournament. Man, you don't remember? No. Do, do you? I mean, what did he do in the tournament compared to Ott? You really put put what he did up against Ott and, and tell me who had the better performance. I mean, Ott might have been more popular for a longer uh, time than right. John was. I mean, anybody can score baskets. Anyone can do that, right? Ott, however, he was a sensation out there. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, 
we uh, we needed that last year, and we definitely got it. You know what's coming up on the program here in the next couple of minutes? Uh, it's going to be C.J. Harvey, WCHS. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about high school sports, women's, men's basketball, boys, girls, however you want to classify it. The, uh, the ladies are playing, and the, the boys are going to get ready for action as we get closer to uh, actual having a state tournament, a actual tournament in Charleston. So we're looking forward to talking to C.J. Harvey. Later on, we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And, uh, Nick, have you seen the new trailer for F9? Have you seen this yet? I don't know what that is, now. Fast and Furious number 9. I don't keep up with this. What? You do not keep up with the Fast and Furious series? No, there's too many of them. You know, well, you got time. They're all the same. What are you doing in the pandemic? You got time to watch eight of them before you get to nine. All right, Man, that just um, that kills my vibe here. I can't believe you. This is uh, this is poetry on screen. I mean, this is real. This is real art here. Uh, I'm going to clue you in. I think they're going to space in, in F9. You know, they've been everywhere. They they fought submarines. They you know planes, trains, automobiles. They even fought a, a bionic man in the uh, the spinoff. Shaw, uh, Hall, yeah, was it Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, the one with the rock. They fought like a bionic man. You didn't know that because you're not following the Fast and Furious series, and so you're missing out on that. Now they're going to space. I think. Well, we might talk about it later. But CJ's coming up next here on ESPN ninety four point one at AM nine thirty. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Center is made pure. And joining us now on those very White Claw phone lines, we want to welcome from WCHS Channel 8 Sports, CJ Harvey. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Paul. You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I need to know uh, from you, though, before we continue. Um, have you seen the new trailer for F9, The Fast and Furious, number nine? Have you seen it yet? No. No, I, I have not. I have not. I will check that out. I did actually have a video sent to me today about it's a it's a trailer for the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Ooh. So, yeah, okay. Opening it. Yeah, opening June 10th at Jurassic World. So that's uh, that's that's the only thing that I've seen today. But I will, I will have to check out the trailer. You have to send it to me. Okay, I can do that uh, because uh, I was trying to have that conversation with our uh, producer intern, um, Nick Verzellini, <laughs> and he, he informed me he has not watched any of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I I I was uh, I have seen most of them, but uh, you know, F9 man, that's. That's a lot. The Fast and Furious series, man, they have uh, successfully gotten to nine movies. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, and uh, I think they're going to space in this one. Yeah, okay. Well, now it's, like, interesting. They they had to go somewhere else, right? Right. They they (laughs) fought submarines. I mean, The Rock and uh, Jason Statham (laughs) fought the Bionic Man. So, you know, they got to go somewhere here. Uh, C.J. Harvey joins us on the program. And, of course, uh, he's here for for serious business because we have got high school basketball (laughs) action both on the girls' and boys' side, and, of course, uh, WCHS covering the Metro Valley, especially uh, what's happening in the Canal Valley with uh, all the action. What have you seen so far uh, as we get close to the tournament? 
Paul, don't ever get me wrong. I am always here for a good movie or roller coaster review. Okay, so we're down with that. You also need that as well. So I am always here for that. But no, you know, man, it's uh, it, this is an exciting time because girls high school basketball sectionals taking place this week, the boys sectionals next week, the girls regionals, and then you know, in the final week of uh, the month of April, we're going to have basketball at the state tournament you know, back in Charleston at the Coliseum and Convention Center. And then the boys' state tournament will be the first week of May. So, you know, a lot of the action going on. Really, girls' sectionals, a lot of the, the stuff that we, uh, you know, keeping keeping an eye on, a lot of the teams played yesterday, several teams playing tonight, kind of in the opening round of sectionals. So, uh, you know, things will kind of work themselves out in terms of who's looking good. Of course, you know, there are several teams in our area. Charleston, George Washington's looking pretty good on the girls' side. Huntington looking very good early here towards the end of the regular season, of course, Cabell Midland. So several teams from our area looking to win a state championship. It should be super exciting. I'm really stoked because obviously this is uh, when girls basketball, the state tournament last year is when COVID shut everything down. Right. So we're kind of glad to see things are back, although it is uh, a month later than it probably well than it was supposed to be. We're just glad that it's it's here and, and we're enjoying it. So it's, it's a little different because right now spring sports across the state of West Virginia have just picked up. So several teams are also now playing spring sports, baseball, softball, tennis, track. All of those can begin competition. But you've got several athletes who are still practicing every day for for basketball or, you know, girls basketball or swimming or wrestling. So it's, it's a chaotic time to be – um, a high school sports reporter in, in West Virginia. A little closer to home, Cabell Midland beating Spring Valley 71-53. So number two, Cabell Midland will face off against number one, Huntington, in Section 1 yep. of Region 4. And that's always disappointing because these two teams could always be worth playing in the state tournament. Unfortunately, only one of them can advance, and uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, what are you covering specifically tonight? Uh, where will your cameras be? So I will not. <laughs> you, you've caught me. Uh-oh. I'm off today. Ah. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Where, where are you sending Mark Martin, your uh, your your understudy, your sidekick? You know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure where Mark is going. I, I've seemed to... Uh... I seem to be pretty useless to you right now, if if that was what you were looking for. But no, I'm not. I'm not sure where Mark is going tonight. Uh, I'm not. I have not talked to Mark here in a day or so. Um, but uh, no, he'll he'll be out and about. We'll we'll be we'll have the photographers out uh, roaming the uh, Kanawha County, Putnam County, Cabell County lanes here. And um, so make sure to tune in tonight, WCHS TV. C.J. Harvey teasing a surprise for us tonight. Just uh, tune in; you'll find out what, what <laughs> wherever wherever the uh, wherever the cameras will be. Uh, you'll find out tonight. I'm sure Mark is going to try to cover every single game uh, on I-64. He's going to go down and come back I-64, knowing him. No, you know, I mean, I, I guarantee that you know both George Washington, George Washington and Riverside are playing, and South Charleston and Capital are also playing tonight, so in Region 3, Section 1. I guarantee Mark will be at probably those games. Mark will be at those games. And so that, I think, is going to be an interesting section because George Washington, as I alluded to, you know, coming off, they finished second in the MSAC this year to Cabell Midland, which was a great game in the 
MSAC championship game. That was awesome. And then Capital, the Cougars, my alma mater, having a great season under head coach Michael Cunningham. They got that second seed in the region and will be playing South Charleston. So that's, you know, that's going to be very interesting. Earlier, Capital beat South Charleston at Capital to, uh, in the final week of their regular season. So it will be interesting here in a rematch just a, a less than two weeks later. So that should be fun. And, you know, I, I, I bet Mark will be kind of roaming those planes tonight. And then obviously, like you said, Cowboy Midland and Huntington going head-to-head tomorrow should be fun as well. So, no, lots going on, you know. And then even, uh, you know, a couple of other teams, Hurricanes on the road tonight and then St. Albans also on the road tonight as well so yeah you know the, that uh, our area very it's, it's jam-packed right now a lot going on yesterday and then definitely tonight as well joining us on the program cj harvey channel eight he's off today i don't, I don't know how that happens how you get a day <laughs> off but he is off today and uh, <laughs> uh, he'll be back roaming he'll be back working tomorrow right roaming the uh, roaming i-64 for for sports stories it's not hard to find right now. Not hard to find right now. No, no question. So, no, yeah, well, I'll be back at it tomorrow. And um, yeah, Mark and I, we've we've got this system down pat. So, I'll be I'll be in on the desk for the next couple of days, and then I'll be working the desk Saturday and Sunday as well. So, no, we've got plenty going on for sure. Plenty, plenty going on. CJ Harvey with us, uh, of course. The Basketball tournament, a slight variation of the game of basketball, and uh, not high school, but being announced today that's going to be at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center July 17th through the 21st with both Heard That and Best Virginia making their returns, and uh, I'm sure that you're excited. Look, you're going to have basketball in your backyard uh, right down the street from your desk here in a couple of months. I know you've got to be excited for that, and... Once again, the darling of the basketball tournament, Ott Elmore, will make his return to the basketball tournament stage. Right. You know, that's, that's what's so uh, – I, I love to see that the TBT is giving both Heard That and Best Virginia a lot of love because technically last year, last summer, when they were supposed to come to Charleston, Best Virginia was the host team. But if you noticed on the announcement, both Heard That and Best Virginia are the host teams. So, yeah, the TBT loves – heard that and they love Ott Elmore. Ott Elmore one of these days might be running TBT for all we know. He might be the next representative, the main representative for the TBT in the in the future. So, no, that that will be awesome. You know, unfortunately this year we didn't get Mayor Amy Goodwin coming out dribbling a basketball kind of she was rocking the jersey last year if anybody remembers during the initial announcement for the TBT coming to Charleston and everybody was in high spirits, had a great time with that. Didn't quite get that this year, but at the same time, it's uh, great that, um, you know, it's great that it's coming to Charleston. And, and fortunately, uh, you know, we, we, as long as things continue to progress as they are, you know, it will be played in Charleston. I think we've seen over the last, you know, year, half year now, going on eight months really, that there is, you can live with COVID and still have sports. You know, we've, we've figured that out, and it seems to be getting better and better, especially as more and more people are getting vaccinated as well. So it is good to see. It is, it's busy and chaotic, but it's great to see. It's a good busy and a good chaotic from where we were not too, too long ago. So, no, that is exciting news, and, and that was fun to hear. Who do you like more, Odd Elmore or John Elmore? Who had the better basketball tournament run last year? Well, I, I laugh with some people at the station because – 
John helped himself and probably a few other guys on that team make some money, right? They heard that had such a fun run last year that, uh, you know, they, they definitely made a name. A couple of guys made a name for themselves. But Ott was truly the star of that because uh, we laugh because if the TBT ever needs like a good tweet, they just throw a picture of Ott Elmore shooting an arrow after a mid three-pointer and it gets like 50 retweets and 150 likes, you know? That's just like instant, you know, clickbait almost. (laughs) See, I told told Nick earlier, producer Nick Verzellini, I told him, Odd Elmore, the better of the Elmores right now. Even though John might have have some statistics and stuff, you know, things like, you know, points scored, baskets, you know, his foul count might be a little lower. Sure, those things matter, but no. Odd Elmore throwing the arrows. Yes, yes. No, I, I that is immediate uh, love on social media, and the TBT has definitely made sure to capitalize off, you know, on Elmore. I mean, Marshall that heard that was America's team last year, America's darling, and Aunt Elmore was the leader of that crew. So they have they capitalized on it last summer. I do not doubt for one second that the TBT will make sure to give Aunt Elmore a lot of love as we near the TBT tournament coming to Charleston, West Virginia. C.J. Harvey joining me. He, uh, he's got to go. He, uh, he told me he had a deadline at 5.30, so he has to be off the air oh, by 5.30. I, I have I, – I, you're going to laugh. Maybe maybe not, but, you know, I, I said my alma mater is Capitol High School, and, and I played soccer, and I played lacrosse in high school. And I, in my spare time when I can, I am a part assistant coach for the Capital Lacrosse team, and that is actually where I'm heading at this moment. All so, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Good news. Anyway, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I said, that's that's what's so chaotic about uh, partly right now because not everybody is on. Not everybody's here for the team because there's still other other sports going on, and a couple of other people are you know playing some other sports, basketball, namely. But um, yeah, so that that's where I'm heading right now, and you know everything's. Things are good. Things are good. So, but, All right. uh, Paul, anytime, man. Anytime. All right, Coach Harvey. Next time we will discuss uh, <laughs> we'll discuss the Mountaineer Media podcast. We will discuss uh, your thoughts on the cinematic epic Godzilla versus Kong. Since you haven't seen the F nine trailer, <laughs> have you seen that at least? Yeah, I've. Yeah, I, I've. Okay, I haven't. No, not yet. Uh, okay, no. you're done. You're just, <laughs> All right, I know. I, I get it. I get it. Go, I get it. Go, go work, and we'll we'll revisit this soon. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for a good night of uh, basketball. Let's get to the state tournament and, uh, you know, just keep going on with these things. So it's going to be crazy. April, you know, all of the month of April is going to be crazy. The beginning of May and then June is going to roll around, and it is going to be bananas with spring sports and sectionals and regionals and the state tournament as well. So should be fun, man. Paul, everybody was, uh, you know, the joke early on was like, being a sports reporter, you know, I had a lot of people ask me, like, what are you guys covering? There's nothing to cover. Well, prep sports reporters in the state of West Virginia, they've uh, not much downtime over the next several months here. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. CJ Harvey, my guest, we'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, for guys who right, says well, he's down to talk movies, has not seen anything. <laughs> so, okay, that will, uh, yeah, you know, you, you just give me a little heads up on what you want to see. Oh, oh okay, okay, then, uh... okay. <laughs> see where this is going. All right, have fun, Coach. Coach Harvey, we'll talk that to you will. soon. Paul, take care, buddy. CJ Harvey, 
WCHS, and uh, you see him as a coach now. I don't know how he has time to do that with everything he does. Uh, we will continue with your phone calls, 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. You want to be a part of the White Claw phone lines here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number. Be a part of the White Claw phone lines. White Claw hard seltzer, it's made pure. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. Nick Verzellini, our producer. Thundering herd in action tonight. Baseball, 6.30 p.m., taking on West Virginia game will be broadcast on ESPN Plus. And of course, you can head to uh, Stat Broadcast uh, on HerdZone.com. If you can't watch it but you want to follow, get the stats, you can grab that app and you can uh, go on HerdZone, follow along that way. The Herd defeating the Mountaineers 7-1 here just a few short weeks ago back on March 23rd. So looking forward to seeing what the Herd can do. And then, of course, Friday we've got a busy kickoff. Friday is going to be softball taking on FAU. That's going to be 1 o'clock. And then baseball taking on FIU at 3 o'clock. So both the Florida teams, the teams you hate from Florida the most, are here in Huntington for softball and baseball. Saturday is going to be really busy. We got baseball at noon. We have softball at 1 p.m. We have softball at 3 p.m. And we have baseball at 3 p.m. So you could, you could go to baseball at noon. And then make your way down to Jones C. Edwards Stadium for football at 3. You could go to softball at 1 and then cross the street and make your way to football at 3 o'clock. Or you could skip football and go to either softball for the doubleheader or baseball for the doubleheader. Or you could skip baseball and softball and just go to football. Or you could skip them all and just follow them on, um, I don't know, They'll be streaming the games, right? The baseball and softball will be streamed. I don't think they're going to do any type of streaming for football. So you have so many options here. I mean, that's that's just condensed. That's crazy. You're going to have baseball, softball, and football all at the same time, and we're just trying to get everything jammed in. Of course, Sunday, women's tennis taking on Syracuse. It's going to be 11 a.m., but back to Saturday. I would love to have been able to see more of these if you could schedule these a little bit better. Possibly, I mean, I know you got to get everything in, but still, if you want to see softball, you can see softball and then head over to football, or you can see baseball and then head over to football. So you kind of have some options there. It's going to be a little work on your part to travel, especially with baseball. But still, I don't know. Could you have maybe had football later in the day? You know, you probably want to have it yeah early as you possibly can for weather considerations. And softball, though, having the double header, and there's not going to be a pass out, so you can't like go out at halftime and head over to softball and come back. So that's not going to be in place. And this is going to be difficult to cover all this. And, of course, Nick Verzellini, you'll be covering all of it, right? As a student broadcaster, you're, you're going to be in three places at once here, or at least you're going to try to be three places at once. Yeah, I'll be at baseball uh, for the double header, and then – We'll be sending one person to softball for the doubleheader, so they'll be by themselves uh, for 14 innings. And then I'm going to send three other guys to the football game to get some experience okay. doing a mock broadcast. Yeah. So that's the plan uh, on our side of things. But, yeah, I won't be able to see the spring game 
or softball this week. Wow. But I'll get baseball, which will be good. What's well, Scott Hall? Is Scott Hall doing softball? I'm he I don't think he's doing the live stream, so I don't know what Code okay. doing. Uh but I offered Scott a chance to do color for us. Because Andrew Rogers is doing softball. Okay. Games. And, of course, all this is uh, either at HerdZone.com or at WMUL, the student radio station. So you can at least uh, listen to some of this action while you head over to football. You could go to the spring game and listen to baseball and softball. You could. All right. On your mobile radio. On your mobile radio. People even have those mobile radios. We talked about this already. Pocket pocket radios. What 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 what's a pocket radio? It's a it's a device that you can get a radio you can you can listen to radio on this device. And the battery lasts way longer than your iPhone or your Android device. And you don't have to pay other than the initial purchase of the pocket radio and maybe some headphones, you don't have to purchase anything else other than batteries. Or if you get one like I do, I have like a rechargeable battery, you just have to recharge that. And there you go. You can listen to radio. Uh, how's my account with Dr. Bailey? Because uh, all these um, plugs that I'm giving him, what's my account? What, what am I up to at the, at the WMUL gift shop? He hasn't mentioned anything about the show recently. So, so that's good. Because I find if he doesn't mention anything, it's good. Or he's just not listening. Oh, which could no, be no, no, no. He's listening. You know better than that, Nick. You know better than that. I'm just trying to get my points up at the gift shop because uh, I could use a. Um, I want. I want. A, I want. I, maybe I need a new tote. You know, I want one of those nicer bags. You know, maybe I can get an MUL notebook or something. Um, pens are always good. I'm hoping. Uh, I hope I get some new pens. I could use some new pens from Dr. Bailey coming up on Saturday. All right, we're gonna. Um, we're having some fun today with you. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. We will wrap it up when we continue with today's edition. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. For those of you listening live, we got baseball action coming up next. The Pirates in action, third game of the four-game set with the San Diego Padres. Pirates lose game one, 6-2. Last night, win 8-4. So it's a four-game set. You kind of like to at least get a split, so that'll be what we see tonight. That was a pretty good game last night if you were a Pirates fan. The uh, Padres fall to 8-4. and four. The Pirates improve to 4-7. and seven. Coming up tonight on the mound, Tyler Anderson. He's 0-2 so far with a 5.23 ERA. So we'll see what happens with that tonight. The Pirates coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got coming up this weekend a very busy weekend, including your first opportunity to see what the Thundering Herd will look like, at least sort of the outline. This will be an outline of what this team looks like. You're not going to see all of the tricks. You're not going to see everything. This is going to be functioning as a dress rehearsal for what game day looks like with Coach Huff and this team. You've heard him earlier this week talk about being uh, attack. This is going to be an attack mentality. I think he wants his defense to attack. He wants his offense to attack. And what are we looking for? What are we looking for out of this Thundering Herd team? Are we looking for more of an exciting offense? Are we looking for more of an aggressive defense? 
what are we expecting here in the next few days? Nick Verzellini, our producer extraordinaire on the program with me as well. Nick, from your standpoint, after seeing the herd for a couple of years, new coach, what do you want to see, especially with a quarterback that has an opportunity to reprove himself? Yeah, I think it starts with offense. Uh, you know, the defense has always been solid since I've been here under the uh, Doc Holliday era. So if they end up playing a more aggressive style, which seems to be what Coach Huff wants to do, I think, you know, the offense really hasn't been that exciting probably since Cato's been here. So it had its moments with Green. It had its moments with Wells. If they can be a little bit more consistent, especially in the passing game because Brendan Knox was great, uh, Tyler King was really good before – uh, his situation went down. So, you know, they've always had good running game. I think, though, a little bit more excitement on offense is probably what most people are looking to see out of this team. And it starts at the quarterback and the passing game, I think, in general, is the would be the focus for what the fans want to see and I think would take this team to a new level. I liked his comments. Coach Huff was talking about game day. His job's pretty much done. He's the game manager. So he's going to be the one – managing the game but the way he was talking he was acting more like a soccer coach that fair just like look I'm gonna manage the game once I get to this point hopefully I've done my job and they're ready to go out there and do what they need to to win the game and he he didn't make it sound like I'm just gonna sit back and watch he he indicated look I'm managing the game I will make the decisions here on the sideline but they go out and execute and go and attack and win the game I mean that's sort of like soccer because you don't have a coach that's yelling hey go here go there necessarily on the on the pitch and with coach he's probably just gonna say okay this is what we're doing and go do it I mean that was my early impression I can't wait to see what he looks like because he really is not going to be in a situation with the green and white game with both sides because he's got to manage the situations. He's going to put them in situations because still, this is practice. But it was interesting to see that, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be a fiery guy. I'm not going to be yelling. I'm not going to be arguing. I'm going to go out there and keep a, a cool head. I'm just going to go and, and manage this game. I'm going to coach this game and let those guys go out and play. Sort of like a Dan D'Antoni, like, okay, go out. here. Here's what I want you to run. Go do it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like the role of the head coach for the most part is to kind of manage the game and kind of let the coordinators take care of, you know, their individual units. And, uh, you know, he kind of decides more so, I think, substitutions and uh, the final decision on plays and stuff like that. But I think that's, you know, timeouts, game management, that stuff. That that probably has to be your main focus as the head coach in order to be successful. Yeah, I don't think he's sitting there going – Okay, um, we got to run this play now, and then we got to run this play. I think he's going to see what the flow of the game looks like, obviously, and he's got a game plan in place, and there will be adjustments if a team come in, comes out, makes a move, does something that maybe necessarily did not see. But it sounds like what he's trying to do is establish what he wants to do, and it half the other team maybe adjust he wants to be the aggressor wants to assert this is what Marshall does on offense this is what Marshall does on defense and it sounds like he will adjust accordingly but I think he wants to be more of an aggressive 
play caller, more of aggressive style. I mean, when he said, look, his job is to go out there and attack, your quarterback's job is to attack, not manage the game. And I think that really excited a lot of Herd fans to hear that, okay, maybe we're going to have a football coach that's going to go out there and every play they're going to they're going to be on attack mode here, not be conservative. Because some coaches get conservative. Some coaches just want to win the ball game, and they're going to be happy with a three-point lead, a seven-point lead. You know, They'll play a little conservative. Sometimes coaches maybe play to not lose the game, and I don't think you're ever going to see Coach Huff go out there and play not to lose. I mean, they might get beat, but they're going to be fun to watch, at least it sounds like, and we'll definitely see – when Marshall plays Navy, you know, what the first version of this team looks like. But the green and white game, I don't think we're going to see uh, anything that's going to look conservative. Yeah, no um, no draws. I don't think we're going to see the draw. We're not going to see that. Maybe yeah, maybe a pit halfback, you know, maybe a sweep. But I don't think we're going to see the draw or anything conservative. We're not going to see that. I think it, too, uh, will depend on the personnel of the team. If – I mean, that might be his ultimate goal to run that style, but if he doesn't feel like his team this year can run that style, then maybe they tone it back at some point a little bit. But we'll have to kind of see. I mean, we haven't really seen these guys in that kind of offense uh, because I would say that Coach Holiday was more of a conservative offense and really a conservative defense and just kind of let the game come to Marshall. So I think if we maybe – see success with that offense which I'm presuming they have seen that through practice and stuff then you'll see something like that but I don't know if we'll see that necessarily in year one if the personnel isn't the fit yet. yeah and I don't think we're going to see necessarily you can't see that with the green white game but it always felt like that Marshall was willing to take what the other team gave and I don't think this team the way it's being built or the indication is that this team is going to take what they're given. I think they're going to take what they want to take. And that's what has a lot of people excited, that Marshall's going to go out and do Marshall stuff. And that means going out there attacking. We've used that. We fall back on that word. That's going to be our catchphrase here for a while. This is going to be an attacking offense this is going to be a defense that is going to attack and try to get the ball away from the other team to give it back to the quarterback I think you're going to see that or at least that's my interpretation that's what I've perceived so far in talking to coach Huff and you're right we haven't seen these guys really for good bad or you know indifferent we haven't seen them we've seen glimpses of them and I think that's actually a good strategy because there's some more excitement here I really think that was good, not just for health reasons for COVID, but the fact that, okay, we haven't seen much of what this team has been doing, and now we're going to. And I'm excited for that because anybody can go, you know, back in the day, yeah, pretty much a lot of people, you want to go see the team, you could go see the team. You could sit and can watch the team. No, you got to wait till the uh, green-white game. You want to see the team. They're, they're out there working, and you can come see, and I think that might entice a lot more interest because there hasn't been that opportunity to go out there and see this and it's going to be again it's going to be a game it's not going to be a scripted scrimmage it's going to be okay we're going to put them in situations but it's going to be a simulated game that's going to do it for this edition 
Also on your host, thanks to our producer, Nick Verzellini. Also, CJ Harvey from Channel 8 Sports. We appreciate him. We'll be back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.